This is Andrew Strabbers. And I'm Ryan Weddle. Welcome, Welcome to, to camp. camp. Hey. Hey. What up? Hey. 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 The club up. We're back. We're back. We're fucking back, dude. We are back, and today was supposed to be... What was it supposed to be? It was supposed to be the great front the, wipe. the great front wipe debate, but someone got cold feet. Tanner's <laughs> nervous. Going to make it. We were talking about it. We did a live stream the other day, and we were talking about it, and Tanner goes, wait, so it's going to be two versus one? Because he was thinking it was just me versus Tanner. And I don't know why he would be more confident with that, but he said, so it's going to be two versus one. And I said, well... It doesn't have to be. Feel free to find a single other person that wipes like you. And I think he got scared and he had to cancel today. Yeah. I had a I have a I have a pull up on, on Twitter asking the fellas how they wipe and Tanner's <laughs> getting annihilated. He's getting annihilated and you know what? It's okay though. We're gonna let him uh explain himself. Yeah. It, it'll it'll come. Hopefully the next one. Yeah, hopefully the next one. What if we just keep saying that to lead it, to like <laughs> to like to like build it up? Yeah, but then we'd have to talk about poop every podcast, and after this one, we're retiring poop. We are retiring poop. Like I was thinking about it last well, night. Well, it's not about poop. That's the thing. No, like no. it's much more mature than that. It's, it's much it's more deeper about, than that. It's about hygiene. Really, yeah. it really comes down to hygiene. Your world, your worldview, and your deepest beliefs. Yeah, and your ball so, sack. And your ball sack. I know. I was talking to Sunboner last night. A friend and uh it was like pretty late and i was like yo i've got to go to bed because i have a po- full podcast about poop tomorrow i'm 30 years old and this is what i've made of myself <laughs> this is what this is what it's come to so um the other night uh two nights ago we did the first ever live stream catastro show um it was put together it was for the release of bones 2 it was put together by our homies at lit lighting they do a lot of like lighting tour packages and like tours with with a lot of the bands that we've all toured with and they've done stuff for us in the past but we showed up big ass warehouse that literally like dude when we showed up it to me the first thing i thought of was nirvana unplugged yeah like it looked like the scene like the set from something like that like they it did was, a really good job dude like, it was epic bro. It, was so sick. It, it blew me away like when we showed up and how they had that that whole stage set up for us it was just so rad and then we had a huge screen in front of us in front of andy that was uh showing everyone's questions live during the whole show yeah that was fun i wish we could dude, stop our normal shows and just ask questions dude it was it was so fun like i'm glad that andy took the time to like stop in between every song and just talk to the fans yeah by the end i was like you dude let's play some fucking songs like, let's keep <laughs> should, going maybe we should just do that now when we go on tour when we're actually playing shows again like after yeah. every song we just stop and we, and just, we just answer questions for the fans we clap ourselves for ourselves and then we wait for people to ask questions yeah that would be pretty memorable. that was the, did you think that was the weirdest part to me that was the weirdest part like we would finish a song and then like the, yeah. you know the, no one would be clapping we just never done that before so it was like really weird we have back in the day. We played shows in front of no one, and no one clapped. I mean, yeah, we still do that sometimes. It kind of made me, f- <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I'm talking about like live stream to when there's literally it's just nothing. Yeah, but they did like lit 
killed it man they did good and our fans like really showed up for it It was crazy we got yeah like we got we were blown away with the donations and just everyone that tuned in like for how many people that like got super pumped and were posting about it on instagram and uh you know that shit means a lot to us because you know a lot of these songs we hadn't played acoustic before really and to be honest with you guys we didn't even practice like at all we showed up two hours before the live stream started and kind of ran through a couple songs but we yeah. really we really just won it and won it we wonged it dude we wonged it we wonged it dude and honestly we crushed i uh yeah I, i'm pretty confident with like i'm usually pretty good about remembering our songs and shit um but i was like these are all different versions of them i'm gonna practice it so i started like two days beforehand i was like bored and i was like fuck it i'll just uh run through what I did, and then like while I was doing, it, I was like, "Holy shit!" It's like learning a full new set because it's all completely different. And so I was like, I was texting the group. I was like, "Yo, everybody needs to practice like this shit." You would usually, oh no, usually I can like get through without practicing or whatever. You know, like I can get by. But this one was like, it was taking me some time. Yeah. And so like I, I practiced for two days before it, and then uh, Tanner was texting me the morning of. He's like, "What do you do for this?" And I was like, "Holy shit, are you just now working <laughs> on it? Like we're fucked." <laughs> Dude, yeah, it was. I remember you texted the Catastro group chat like the day before the show, and we're like, "Hey, I hope you guys like are learning these these songs because we're gonna look way more. We're work. gonna look stupid if you don't." And, and you know what's funny is like translating even the songs that I know that we've played hundreds of times live, translating them to a wooden box, a cajon. It's dude, it's kind of difficult because you don't like you're, you're sitting in a weird position. And you're just hitting a wooden box over and over again. So like the tempo, like keeping the tempo is like Hard. it's kind of difficult. That's like the most it, the hardest part is keeping tempo because yeah, but you but, like naturally want to slow down because it's acoustic. But then when it's the chorus, you naturally want to speed the fuck I up. Know. And so it like gets really tough. But I think, I think everybody watched us, it. It's like it's whatever. I'm it's kind of it's kind of cool. Like I saw someone post on Twitter. I forget who it was, but someone posted my favorite part of the live stream show was when Andy forgot the lyrics to waste the night. Yeah, and like I, I love shit like that. Like I, yeah, I think too. it's cool when bands kind of fuck up. And like Andy just started laughing and looked behind us and was like, "Yo, who knows the lyric?" And didn't he ask the fans? He's like, "Who yeah, knows the first lyric?" To waste the They're like popping up on the screen. <laughs> he asked us, and we we're like, "No, we're not telling you." So he asked the fans, and they they told him the first lyric. And I mean, that happens though, because it's like, dude, I saw Radiohead fuck up once. I saw Tom York like crack like yeah. while he was trying to singing in the intro of a song. He just laughed and put his head on the piano. And then everyone started cheering, and then he and then he started the song over so again. Dope. I wish yeah. I had seen Radiohead. I was supposed to see him at Coachella one year, and that was the the first day of Coachella. They performed, and the whole sound system fucked out. Yeah, <laughs> and like their whole set pretty much got cut. Damn. But um. But yeah, I just like the live element of like fans knowing that they're really just getting something real and raw that isn't pre-recorded. And to me, it was yeah. just so rad. And they they had it set up so well like all the camera angles and yeah it looked good so it was really good i had my sunglasses on yeah you did you looked great <laughs> love your sunglasses oh man I'm, i made it i'm uh eight days in on these medicine yeah nine days now actually and uh definitely been feeling the side effects pretty hard you adapting? The, are you adapting to it though the last two days have been really like a lot better but my eyes are like fucking killing me all the time. Damn. And like late at night, like super late, I can't read at all. Like, uh, it's like, do you usually read at night? No. Well, it's like I can't even see like 
subtitles or like uh, shit on my phone. Like I can't read texts or anything. So you're trying to tell me you can't watch indie Japanese horror films at night anymore? No, I well no, I can't. But I uh, I watch everything with subtitles oh. all the time. Like yeah. every movie, I put subtitles on. Even TV, I do. Why? Uh, my friend used to do it, and he's like, like when we were younger, we'd watch movies. And he would do it because he's like, you get a lot more. It has like the real script and you see a lot more that's supposed to go on in the movie that you're not always catching, just listening. I hate and it when there's whispering scenes in a movie and you can't hear what they're saying. Yeah. You're like, dude, just fucking I, dude, whisper louder. Subtitles on everything. Yeah. It's the best. Like, I, I seriously, I do it. I stand by it by everything. You get so much more out of it. And also people are like, oh, I don't want to read while I'm watching a movie. It's like, it's... It's not like reading. It's like texting. It's like when you look at your phone, like you, yeah. don't, you don't think of it as like, oh, I'm so tired of reading when you're texting your friends. For sure. You know what I mean? It's the same shit. Well, it's like when you're on Instagram, you see video content that people post. A lot of the time when there's subtitles in the video, it kind of makes you want to look at it more. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're basically just really smart is what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm really smart because I'm always reading. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> no, but yeah, I do. My eyes have been fucking killing me. And so... Were the, were the lights at the live stream the other night fucking with you? Yeah, that's why I wore my sunglasses yeah. inside. I would normally not do that. I know I probably looked fucking weird, but it's all right. I thought you looked tight, bro. Yeah, my skin is right now the worst it's ever been. And it just... It's hard. But it's revealing you'll, you'll a lot it. to It'll me get better. about myself. Which is weird. In, in what way? It's always been kind of like... Uh, I didn't realize like how much it affected my mental health, like my skin yeah, and like uh, just kind of feeling like letting it self fuck with your day conscious and, yeah. and stuff. And like not so like part of me is like, I just want to stay inside. And I'm still pretty much like that. Like I'm cool hanging out with you and like, you know, the guys like I don't give a fuck, but um, it's, it can be like really fucking embarrassing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not just that you just like kind of have this thing in your back of your head that people are judging you because they are and it's normal you know what i mean but uh it's kind of revealed that i care more about what people think about me than i let on you know yeah and so part of me is like fuck it like just it's kind of as long as you have a ton of confidence like it's whatever but the other part is like like i've been taking pictures of my skin to see the progression throughout it because it's just getting really bad and i like i want to see once it gets really bad like see where it's been and then once it starts getting better like i'll have proof and like something mentally to go back to and be like, yeah, it's so like, like this statistically look it. at. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, just seeing like the pictures, like it's, you can see it in my eyes. Like, it's just like, it's kind of sad. And I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> so like, I need to, uh, I don't know. It's making me kind of reevaluate some things in my life and like what I draw happiness from and how I like my confidence levels and other shit. Cause it's not really something I've ever thought about as being self-conscious about really, because I've always, I don't know. Yeah, like, there no, are times when it's been like really I bad. I'm like, awesome. I don't want to go out, but like now it's like, oh, it's really bad. Like I don't even want to go to the fucking store. You know what I mean? Like yeah. even like people I don't care about or know about. And that's like making you dive deeper into why you're actually thinking that. Yeah. And like the root, the root of that, rather than just it being that you're yeah. having a skin issue. Yeah, I'm trying to like adjust it. I'm using this time to like, because I mean, I am going to be like holding back and not doing much for five months. I mean, I can't really drink at all. I can't do anything. So it's like, I'm just going to try to use the time to better myself. That's awesome. You dude. know, and yeah. then try to come I out like, I think that's good. super rad. Cause if I don't like, it, it'll be really bad. I'll let my yeah. anxiety get a hold of me. I'll let everything. If I, if I do that, I'll kind of implode for the next five months and it's going to be rough coming out of it. I think like perception is everything too. You know, like 
you could two people two different people could be in the same exact position but one person could have a different perspective on that situation and therefore being a better mental mental state it's just like it's going to be constantly the way that you're viewing it and like i think at the end of the i think at the end of the day though like most people are way more insecure about shit that they have going on than than anyone else is actually really judging them because everyone is so concerned about their own bullshit that they're dealing with internally yeah so like the magnitude of what you think it is is definitely way less than what it honestly averagely is yeah i mean like personally like i don't think about other people like very often yeah (laughs) i mean nobody does like you see something and you're like oh man that sucks or like that's not something that i think about longer than me saying oh that sucks yeah you know Mm -hmm. and so it's like you get past that but still it's i don't know it's not like an easy thing you know no not at all um yeah i'm just trying to i think i'm gonna Oh no, I'm eating healthy. I'm like not drinking for the first time in my life since I was 18. Yeah, you're gonna <laughs> you know? you're gonna get through so it. I just trying to gonna... like I, mean, I think I can be better. That's dope. Yeah. I don't know. I'm excited. Like it's it's hard, but it's like it's nothing really if you think about it. So it's like I think I'm just excited to uh see what happens in like five or six months and I'm yeah. sure I'm gonna be in like a way the better. best headspace I've been in, you know? That's rad, dude. But yeah, yeah that's man, good. I, I mean I think like Right now, with this whole quarantine, everyone just staying home more. A lot of people not working. Like, there's a lot of lot of downtime to either just like piss all your time away, or you can be doing things to kind of better yourself and up your game and like, yeah, just become better. Like, you know, me. I think I mentioned on the last podcast, but we lost our dog like almost two weeks ago, and a couple of days after, you know, me, me and Kimmy went on a hike, and then we cleaned the whole apartment out, and we're just doing things that are kind of, you know, preparing for yeah. the future and, like, getting just our shit together. And it keeps your mind off things, too, if you're yeah. working on something Well, else. it's also, like, the element of, like, you know, like, literally cleaning up your life before you even, like, try to yeah. judge other people's bullshit. Yeah, I, can't, I think it was... Because it's really easy to sit around and just be an asshole and, like, judge everybody, but it's, like, all, everyone that does that, like all the people that are negative online or like people that just do negative shit, like they're saying negative things like their, their life is not in yeah. a place that is like that they're stoked about. And that's why they're doing that. Yeah. I think like it was probably like a month or two ago, Tanner stopped by to drop something off at my house and he like came into my house and my house was so fucking messy <laughs> and I was so embarrassed. And I was like, it made me realize like, man, I've been living. Cause like we were dealing with our dog shit and like, I just like, we i hadn't been cleaning i wasn't like taking care of anything else but him and uh that's how it was, was for us when monroe was going yeah. through everything like he's kind of like everything else takes a back seat and then when you have time to like chill that's when you're like just chilling you're not trying to like go and deep clean and so i was like he came over and i was like super embarrassed i was like fuck i didn't realize like how bad i let my house get you know <laughs> yeah. i just like cleaned it all and i like got everything in order and i felt so much fucking better it's yeah. crazy how it really can mentally make you feel yeah a lot better if you just don't feel good about something and you don't like even without realizing like i didn't realize it was affecting me now mentally. i know why my mom got so upset when my room was always a fucking disaster in high school yeah my room's still a disaster right now it looks like there's squatters in there because i moved my uh had to move our mattress down to the second floor so we can be laying on the floor next to our dog yeah and uh now it's just like a fucking bed frame and like it just looks like <laughs> looks like somebody's squatting in my house. Damn. But it's all right. He's doing better now. A little That's bit. That's awesome, dude. 
Yeah. That's rad. I'm optimistic. Two weeks ago, I was very not optimistic. So it's, it's crazy how up and down it goes with that kind of shit. You with know, dogs. Yeah. Emotionally sure. too, because like you get, like you kind of, it gets bad, and you brace yourself for the worst. And it starts getting better, and then you like immediately are, or for me at least, I was immediately like, oh hell yeah, he's getting better. And then when he started declining again, I was like devastated again just as devastated as i was the first time i'm like i can't deal with this shit so i just need to like set my expectations like i said super low (laughs) (laughs) you set your expectations super low and then you're not disappointed if it happens yeah dude well shit um so what else has been going on what do we have going on right now nothing man i had my i turned 30 oh yeah happy birthday thanks man yeah i turned 30 on the day of the uh live yeah the day thing, of the live stream that was ryan's b-day which i'm really mad about because now i'm, I'm past my murder deadline somebody kept asking that <laughs> somebody asked that during the live stream they're like did you murder before you turned 30 <laughs> maybe you should just uh maybe you should just switch it to 40 no no maybe i think another 10 years i'm gonna put the murder opportunity behind me oh that's 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 a good you you really are becoming a better guy yeah i'm growing up you are Except for we have a podcast that mentions our manager brought every day. Yeah, our manager brought cupcakes to the live stream to celebrate Ryan's B day. That was nice. Yeah, it was nice. It was really nice. Um, that was fun, man. Dude, that live stream was just super fun. Li- the, what was cool about it too was like all the donations that came in. Like everybody in that warehouse had been severely affected by the COVID. You yeah, know what I mean, it's like, like all the, the homies that we've toured with and shit. And yeah, like, like lit. Like they brought in video guys, they brought in sound guys. So there was eight people of crew working there, pretty much for free, and we we split everything equally with every person there. So it's like anything that came into us, like we didn't take a higher percentage or anything. Like we yeah. just did even. Like we're all individuals. In yeah. So anyone that donated, thank you because you obviously you know you literally supported everybody involved that's been affected yeah. by it. Because, I mean, without tours, like, nobody's paying for these lights. And, like, those things are so fucking expensive. Yeah. I mean, that's like, their... each individual one can be, like, up to $10,000. That's their livelihood, too. Yeah. And so. so it's, like, if you have that many people doing lights... And, and we got to see Jonathan Brecken. Jonathan Brecken, <laughs> dude. He's my favorite. He's amazing. If anybody doesn't know him by name, he's the guy that from Catastro TV episodes that we would make... Uh, shotgun white claws all the time <laughs> remember we have <laughs> my favorite is the episode where he uh sh- <laughs> he chugs the white claw out of the cowboy boot yes that one's amazing dude i love him he's he's really like just genuinely one of the nicest yeah people it was weird like having that feeling like right before the stream started i had that same like that weird little nervous feeling before you walk on stage i didn't have it as bad not little bad, bit. but like just a tiny bit. Just like, oh, yeah. this I forgot about this feeling when you're like, yeah. you're kind of anxious. I don't really get nervous. I get more like just anxious for it to start. Yeah. Like I just want it to start. Me and too. then the moment that I start hitting my drums is when I'm not nervous anymore. That's yeah. how it is for all the shows we play. My nervousness usually lingers one song in. Sometimes yeah. it lingers the whole set. <laughs> <laughs> the other times where anxiety is just on peak during a show and I'm just like, I just, I'm counting down the songs. Yeah. Even though that's all I want to do, it's weird. It's another weird mental thing where it's yeah. like all I want to do is play a show. Then I get out there and I'm like, oh, God, get me off. Yeah, it's weird. Um, some of the biggest shows that we've played, there's this, I don't know if this happens to you, but I know when we played specifically, I remember that Pot of Gold Festival, the one that was like 12,000 people. Yeah. Um, I remember the whole thing going by so fast. And then once it was over, I realized that like, 
I didn't take the time to like genuinely enjoy it while I was on stage. Like I I I enjoyed it, but it felt like it was so unreal and like insane to play in front of that many people that like I was just going through the songs and playing and just just adrenaline focusing your adrenaline's on a hundred. And then like it was over and you're like, Oh shit, that, that was over. Like we just did that. That's how I feel about Red Rocks. Like in my head, I don't remember playing Red Rocks and we've done it twice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember any of our sets at Red Rocks because I'm so, the first time I was so nervous. I remember everything else. I remember being there. I remember loading in. I remember walking off stage even and like how, like hanging out, partying well, I remember, with like the Expendables. Yeah, and shit I remember afterwards. when it was raining and I just remember it being epic and like, yeah, I, I remember legitimately being like, it was like one of the best moments of my life. Dude, I, could, I, like, I, could I honestly think I couldn't that. stop geeking out. Like I was just smiling. Like it I don't was even. so sick. Yeah. It's, that's just the coolest fucking feeling. That's such a, I mean, we grew up just watching that fucking Incubus at Red Rocks so many times. Yeah. At your house. Yeah, for like, sure. It was just always on repeat. And so, so to so be dope. there, not even like, we'd never seen a show there. Yeah. Like we'd only seen it on video. And then to be like in the green rooms and like in the catering areas, like in the rock, it was so fucking cool. Yeah. Like there was like plaques of like the Beatles and like Dude, Rolling Stones. I want to like go back. Epic bands that have played there and shit. Shout That's out Dirty Heads for taking us there twice. Yeah. Yo, we're going to have, we're trying to get Maddie. I think Maddie's going to get jump on the podcast soon too. Hell yeah. Drummer of Dirty Heads. Um, yeah, those dudes are rad. They've really inspired us too. I think even some of they've them. Just, they've helped us so much and their manager, Cheese, like their whole team has like just done a lot for us. Yeah. So it's, we, we love them always. Like they've, they've been just like huge uh, people to look up to because we kind of watched them go from playing 200 person venues to like the biggest shit. And then they've given us opportunities along the way the whole time to play in front of huge crowds. Yeah. When we didn't necessarily deserve it (laughs) you know what i mean yeah yeah and so it's like really like we we appreciate them a lot so it'll be cool to have him on and we just get to talk about the old days when they were in a van and uh and we would open up for them out here yeah i don't know it'll be really fun it's it's crazy to think about those big shows that we played even that long ago i mean because i feel like the way we command a stage as a band now um is just at a, a much, times <laughs> it's just at a much higher level. Like I, I, I legitimately do think that we're like, we're we're a professional band on stage. Like we yeah. can, we know what the fuck we're doing live. We've. I wish we had the music we have now back then because we, yeah. we were pretty. Uh, I don't know. I think we should probably save a lot of this for when we do have them on. But back then, like we were out of control. Like we were drinking. Yeah, like, for sure. Heavy taking whatever. But now you know, like of- there's like a lot of artists, uh, a lot of internet artists that are like big on the internet, and then you you see them live and you're like oh all right well you know the practice isn't there but for yeah. our band it's like i we've developed like 10 years of playing shows i like our that like a lot of people more. can't you can't just like build that overnight and like i'm i'm personally proud of that progression that we've made and like that just our our live show has come a long fucking way yeah and I we think- know what we're doing on stage and it it's it's crazy how it clicks like even the other night we hadn't we haven't played together for a few months and right when we got up there together it's like we know where the other person's going we know what we're we're doing and it's just if it's such a cool feeling when you're that connected to like three other yeah. people well and that's what happens when you pr- primarily play music with the same people and it's like grow me, up with it's them. like especially drums and bass dude like when me and you're playing together it's like it's so easy to just yeah just improvise and 
Yeah, because like we, I know what you're. I know where. Yeah, you know what I'm gonna do. yeah. Like we have this like weird unspoken, unspoken like language. That well, it's because like we literally grew up with each other. Like since we were fucking eighteen to now we're thirty. Like that's like the most important years of developing as a person. I feel like you know yeah. what I mean. And so like we've all grown up and we've all played music with each other the entire time. So now like we we know what we're doing. You know. Yeah. And we know what the other people are doing. It's exciting. I can't wait for people to hear the new shit we've been working on. Yeah, me too. I'm really um, excited. Well, how much time you got left? You gotta. You have to get going. I've yeah. I've got to go kind of soon. It's got to be an early one. I've got to get back with the dog. And we made some music before. With, well, before yeah. The podcast. Should we, we just call it now? Yeah, let's just call it. But again, thanks to everyone that uh, joined into the live stream. Yeah. Because we're definitely we definitely want to do some more stuff like that in the future. For sure. I, we we're talking about just starting our own. I want to start doing live streams. Yeah, for we're the gonna start. We're too. gonna start our own Twitch. Um, so Catastro and the Camp Podcast will be doing more stuff like that in the future. And uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Sorry, it's a short one, but once we get Tanner in here, we'll we'll dive really deep into uh, what you guys really want to hear. The oh. nitty gritty. Oh, we'll, we'll get real nitty gritty. We're gonna get super nitty gritty. All right, love y'all. Thank you. Peace out, campers. Bye.